yeah, no way am I going to let you guys edit your own inventories. Next thing I know, I'm going to go in there and, and Flower's going to say Flower has a million gold pieces and like uh, you know, magic armor. Athens suddenly has a fisted dildo. Yeah, oh yeah. Actually, that's what it would be. It wouldn't be a million gold and magic Do armor. you know me? <laughs> yeah, it would be, I have like a vape pen mm-hmm. and I've got a nine foot tall cake shaped like a butt. Yep, yeah. Uh, and it'll all be in pink Comic Sans. And there'll be a whole bunch of pictures in it of like people <laughs> flipping water bottles and dabbing. So... Welcome back to our podcast, Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our virtual table we have... Athanasius. Flower. And Caden. All right, previously, the party settled down for an uneasy night's rest, but they were soon interrupted when their campfire weirdly grew and lunged towards Athanasius, lighting his clothes on fire. Athan quickly managed to extinguish the flames, and with help from Caden, used a glowing rock to see their attacker retreating down a hallway. The party gave chase and ended up in a room filled with enormous stone carvings of extremely lifelike trees, ferns, and foliage, as well as pools and streams of water which covered most of the floor. Flower immediately had misgivings, but before he could shout a warning, Virtinia entered the water. To her horror, her feet began to turn to stone. Fortunately, Caden was able to reverse the process using some of the salve found earlier. As the party continued their pursuit, Athen picked up an unknown object left on the ground, which turned out to be a flash grenade. Whoops. Athen and Flower were blinded, but Caden forged ahead and saw their assailant at the top of a floating staircase. Before he could reach her, however, she removed the room's energy core, causing the stairs to crash to the ground and allowing her to escape, core in hand, into another higher floor. Our heroes are weary, but their struggles seem far from over. How will they cope as danger besets them on every side, and time to reach the artifact at the heart of the ruins runs out? Find out right now. We're back, bitches! (laughs) We're back! We're back! (laughs) Let's immediately take the rest of our long rest. Yeah, legit. And just roleplay five hours of sleeping. (laughs) So just, just as a quick refresher of the room that you guys are in... Uh, so you're in a circular room. There's uh, that stone pedestal in the center that had the energy core in it. Um, it's got all the fallen stairs uh, that crashed to the floor. Some of them are damaged now, um, and they damaged the floor and the walls a little bit too because they were pretty heavy and they just sort of fell out of the air. Um, and there are, uh, in addition to the door you came in, uh, there are actually two more. Uh, there, I wrote that one is at 7 o'clock, so if you're like imagining like a clock the door you came through would be at like position seven and there's also a door at position five o'clock which is closed uh and there's also a door at position 11 o'clock which is open and then of course um there is that opening on what would be like a second floor uh that the stairs led to that the uh attacker fled down so i'm not actually sure how much hp i have but i'm pretty sure it's really low um, I have no idea how much HP you guys have, but I-, I would guess you guys were running pretty low on HP and spell slots because you guys were 
trying to take a long rest. And then I got hit with a flash grenade. That just blinded us. No, it dealt him some damage because he was silly enough to pick it up. Oh. I think Caden's fine on HP. I think it's the spell slots that matter. Well, I second Flower's proposal that we immediately finish our rest. Yeah, Flower is like grumpy and tired and just wants to sleep. Didn't we just watch our attacker flee with the power thing? Yeah, but as far as we're aware, there's no way to get after her. Okay. I mean, if you tried, I'm sure you can figure something out. You guys are very resourceful. Not at 2 a.m. Right. (laughs) Need our beauty sleep. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, won't the, uh, won't she get away with the power core? I mean, there's a shit ton of power cores throughout the ruins. There's nowhere to go but up. Like, unless she has magic to get down, we know she's just up somewhere. If the power core from this island is gone, will the island sink? Ah, interesting question. Interesting you should ask that. So that power core um, is rather small. It is something that can power one of the golems you've seen or something that can unlock a door or uh, be used to power a control pedestal. Um, These are all things you guys have sort of put together um, but it is not what is actually making the islands float. Okay, perhaps the power core was just for this room to keep us from falling quickly. That seems likely, yeah. All right, let's finish up what little sleep we can get. As we as we curl up, what's Virginia doing? Uh, I think before you guys go to sleep, she says, she's grouchy too, by the way, very much so. We've already been attacked once. Let's make sure before we attempt to rest anymore, we choose a defensible position. What would you suggest? Roll to find defensible position? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys, I believe before you were in the room where you had the battle with the mini golems. Yeah, I think she is sort of looking up at the second floor. You guys know that someone who tried to attack you went that way. You might want to get maybe a little bit away from there, you know, just in case they come back. Seems like it could happen. Uh, Then again, they attacked you earlier in the room with the mini golems, too. We could sleep in the stone water room, but that just seems kind of (laughs) risky. I think she sort of raises an eyebrow at you like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, none of us are going to wake up if we sleep in there. I mean, I'm a very still sleeper. How far back is the room where we climbed through the rubble? Oh, uh, you could get back there not easily because there's still a rock slide. You would have to crawl back through that little tunnel in the wall. You could, though. I mean, it wouldn't be impossible. Also, I'm not sure if you guys picked up on this, but the reason that um, there were all those like trees and ferns and pots and everything that were stone despite like no one threw them into the water and turned them into stone and then like put them back where they were there was a waterfall and it was creating mist throughout the room um that over time turned those into stone as well um it wasn't gonna happen to you guys for just like standing in the room for a few minutes but like if you slept there you might have kind of like crusty skin when you woke up i'm not saying you'd be a statue but it might not be great well there are doors in this room can i just go and find if there's like a safe looking hallway leading off of this 
Um, there is one that's closed, and then there's also one that's open. You can go see what's beyond the open door if you want. I do that. Okay. Uh, once you go through that open door, there is a smaller chamber uh, that's uh, like only semicircular. Um, it's not. It's bigger than a closet, but like not nearly as big as the the main room. And it looks pretty empty, uh, except there's some stuff laying on the ground. Um, there is a pair of stone boots. That seems pretty self-evident as to why those would be there. Um, there's what look like a pair of like metal bracelets and uh, what looks like the contents of like a first aid kit that are kind of spilled open over the ground, uh, like some bandages and some herbs and stuff. Any of this stuff have Rothskull's and Associates logo on it? Uh, no. I'm too tired to care at this point. There, are... <laughs> It's just like, it's a little closet thing. There aren't any other ways in or out. No, uh, nope, just... By, by the time you guys follow me, I've already curled up and have my oh. eyes firmly shut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, Virtinia will just take... She'll just be on watch, like, by the door. She She's giving that, uh... Virtinia doesn't need sleep. <laughs> Virginia doesn't need sleep. She's giving the place where the person vanished, like, the stare of death, just, like, unblinkingly. Okay. Athen will wrap his tail around himself and settle in to go to bed. Caden climbs on top of the highest box and settles in for sleep. I don't think there are any boxes. You mean on top of, like, a a block of stone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) You guys are weirdly disposed around this this small small room well, we're not gonna cuddle up like a litter of puppies <laughs> i mean <laughs> somehow that's always how i imagine like other D parties sleeping they just all curl up together in a big pile but you know what you guys haven't met each other for that or you guys haven't known each other for that long uh you know you're probably just not at that level yet someday maybe all right after a few hours, Virtinia will probably uh, tap Athanasius on the shoulder uh, to have somebody take over from her. Okay. I uh, I get up and I take over. Okay. Hours pass. So I, uh, I know that before I had said there was sort of like a storm brewing. And sure enough, it there's, you know, rain and, and thunder and some lightning throughout the night. After a while, I don't know... People in this universe have clocks. Sure, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, yeah, you guys have pocket watches, and after a while, they say that it should be morning. Um, the it's not any lighter outside though. Uh, and um, there's still rain and uh, some thunder and lightning going on. Can I add a pocket watch to my inventory? I <laughs> yes, just did that. <laughs> fancy fancy pocket watch i i will make sure i keep track of everything you guys have okay sure thing you guys have pocket watches you check them it's morning it's still dark outside because it's still storming what do you do are there any leaks in the roof uh yeah uh, probably it's a ruin how high up is the entrance that had the floating stairs like that second story door that's a good question that I really should have thought about. Usually ceilings aren't more than 10 feet high. Yeah, because the, the people who built these buildings were giant kin and they were very large. How tall are giant kin? What's their average height? I was thinking maybe they were maybe like between 10 and 12 feet tall. So probably like 15 feet. 
I would think 15 to 18 feet, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll say that. Less than 20 feet. Is it low enough that I can pick Caden up and chuck him like a football? <laughs> this is great. I love it. He asks with Caden in his hand. <laughs> and then I gust myself for assist. Yeah, so um, y- you can try. Uh, I'm going to have you roll some dice. I kind of look at Caden, and then I look at Flower. I'm like, honestly, I think Flower would probably be the better thrower than me. Oh, we're going to throw Caden? Hold on, Oh, that's wait. exciting. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> if you throw me up there, let's say I succeed, what are you two going to do? You three going to do? You tie a rope off to something and we climb up. Yeah. Mm, good point. Is it just like a door in the wall or is there like a little ledge? We, we can say there's a little ledge. Yeah, sure. Cloud, these are the things you need to think through. Sorry. Uh, I'm chuckling to myself that you guys are thinking about tossing Caden uh, when there's like, you know, big piles of stone blocks everywhere. You know, <laughs> lots of cracks in the walls that could provide handholds. Like, uh, Virginia is probably like already like, you know, walking over to start climbing the wall when behind her, you guys start talking <laughs> throw about Caden. Like, oh yeah, we could, th- you know, we could throw Caden. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Caden, I'm picking you up. Are you ready? Oh, oh God, just careful, please. All right, so careful. With all four of his strong arms. I'm making up for when I totally dropped it on the on the trust fall. Oh yes, this is this is a beautiful symmetry here. All right, and I wind back and I huck him like a javelin up into the air. Sure, roll me athletics. Do I get to assist? Um, no. You'll you'll assist later with your with your magic. I, I want to see okay. um. Basically, just how accurately and how hard Flower is able to throw you. Dirty 20. Oh, okay. Dirty, dirty 20? Is this like a new thing? This is That's, a new, this is a new yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. When you get a 20, but it's not a natural. <laughs> dirty 20. I'm imagining like you threw your dice, but then it rolled into the dirt and it rolled a 20. So it's a dirty 20. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, great. Yep. Uh, as Virginia walks over to start, like, climbing the wall like a normal person, suddenly, uh, Caden <laughs> flies through the air. And, uh, he, wow. can, he can easily use Gust to push himself, uh, the rest of the way towards that, uh, that platform. He maybe doesn't land on it Boom. totally perfectly, but, uh, he's, he's on it. Alright. I, uh, I look for little banisters on the side, or is, am I gonna have to go through the door to find something to tie to? No, I'm not going to make you do that. You can, like, there's, it's a ruin. You can find somewhere to, to, to tie it off. It's not a big deal. Um, and if you look behind you, you can see that there's a hallway um, leading off. It looks like it uh, uh, bends at a pretty sharp angle, uh, you know, maybe only, you know, 15 feet down the tunnel. You don't see anything interesting in there. Um, Flower, uh, after you throw Caden, I think, um, you know, a little bit of sunlight glints off something and it it catches your eye and you remember that stuff. Sunlight? It's dark out. How unnatural. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, fuck, never mind. Uh, A flash of lightning uh, flashes through the sky (laughs) and the light uh, glints a little bit off of uh, something laying on the ground in the chamber you guys just left. Uh, and you remember that last night you found some stuff, but you were really grouchy and you fell asleep before you took a look at it. Oh, yeah, those bracers. Is that what's 
glinting the bracelets? Yes. So the light is glinting off. They're not quite, they're not really bracers. Um, they're more like bracelets. Uh, they, I wrote down brass cuffs. Um, so they're maybe just sort of like thick, uh, thick bracelets, but they're definitely not like a full, a full bracer that covers your forearm. Definitely not. Uh, right now, uh, they're sort of open, uh, to, for lack of a better word. Um, they're smooth and featureless on the outside, but if you look really close, you see that the inside appears to be full of, like, little gears and small articulated, uh, clockworky parts. Ooh. Ooh. I picked those up. I was gonna say, I pick them up and take them over to Athens and be like, these look interesting. You got, like, I guess as Virginia's climbing up this rope and we're headed over there. What what do you make of these? Yeah, she yeah, she's climbing the rope and you you tossed Caden up, but then you were like, "Oh, I forgot something." I uh I inspect them. Uh yeah, why don't you why don't you roll me an investigation check? 16. Okay, yeah. Uh you look at this, uh you can sort of recognize immediately that this has been made by somebody from Almeria. Uh, and I don't just mean the empire as a whole. I mean the part of the empire that's, you know, centered on the capital city of Almeria. I mean, you guys have been in these ruins and, you know, you can kind of tell what the ruiny stuff looks like. It's made of this stone. Some of it has these channels. Some of it's got silver runes, yada, yada, yada. Um, this looks very out of place here. And you recognize the style of work uh, as being something that, you would find uh, in or around the capital city. Uh, and furthermore, uh, you definitely are getting the strong sense that this might be magical in some way. Uh, so if uh, you could roll um, that sense magic check. Arcana. Yeah, but not Arcana, because uh, it's based on his oh. wisdom instead. So just like magic check or whatever we're calling it. Yeah, if you kind of want to get a general sense of whether this is magic or not. And then if you wanted more specific information, you could cast Detect Magic. 22. Okay, yeah, definitely magical. And it's very nice craftsmanship, too. Hey, hey guys. <laughs> yes, Caden? Hey, guys, are you coming? Sorry, we got distracted. One, one sec, we found something. Apparently, it's magic, too, just like everything in just this like place. Just like literally everything in this entire fucking ruin. Uh, yeah, actually... Interestingly, when you inspect this, its magic doesn't feel like the magic of the ruins. Um, the ruin, the magic of the ruins and of you and of the others, uh, it feels more uh, unstructured and uh, chaotic and shifting. Um, this, this is these are two lovely little objects full of like nice, orderly, uh, very inventive magic. It's pretty impressive, actually. Based on a twenty-two, do I get any impression as to the type of magic or anything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you get the idea that these are meant to be uh, worn around your wrists, obviously, duh. But that when they are, um, they will. Uh, sort of allow you to move your fingers better. Uh, they're gonna like sort of enhance your your dexterousness. Huh. Caden pulls out his pocket watch. Guys. <laughs> yes, I'm so yes. Glad. One I'm so moment, glad I Kaden. gave you pocket watches. <laughs> I turned to flower. And I'm like, ugh. 
they're impatient. Let's just go join them and then we can sort it out. All right, we we clamor up. Okay. I imagine it takes some time for Flower because there's so much of him and even yeah. his big strong arms have difficulty carrying up that much of a tail. I mean, I'm sure, well, first of all, you dominated at the climbing wall, which was literally, I think, the first thing you did in this campaign, so. That's true. Um, but second, um, you don't have to go up the rope if you don't want to. You could sort of get higher up, you know, by slithering over some of the fallen blocks and then maybe get a bit of a head start. And I throw Caden to get the rope up and then don't even use it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't need that. No, um, it's fine. We, we all get up. Yeah, yeah, you guys all get up there without without any problem. Um, just a little bit of like behind the scenes. So I I've been so far enjoying BTS. Yeah, a little bit of uh, shop talk here. So the um brass cuffs that you found count as gloves of thievery. Spoilers. No, it's not really a spoiler. I think in a usual campaign you would find something and if you get a you know good rolls on inspecting it you would figure out what it is yeah just so you guys know what you have i don't know uh i've been kind of enjoying going through and adapting magic items when i you know add them so that they uh, blend into this universe better um, so that it's not just like, oh yeah, you're in a crumbly old ruin and you find like a paper scroll. Uh, like I know earlier you guys found scrolls of protection and I was like, yeah, cause that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, great. Um, so I had it be like, oh, right. A... We found a scroll of protection in like rune form, right? Yeah. It's actually like a stone ball that's been carved with runes. Um, yeah. And... It's a scroll that looks like it's been rained on several times, but yet it's still usable. Yeah, exactly. Right, I was like, no, this isn't like a uh, like a ruin that I've said is you know at least a couple thousand years old. Uh, I don't care how magical the paper scroll is; it's not going to survive. And also, these people like didn't do stuff with paper, so there wouldn't have been a paper scroll to begin with. That's how this is how they stored spells, and so like that makes more sense. And like this made more sense to me than actual just like leather gloves for reasons that will become apparent later and also just fitting with some of the culture of Almeria itself which I think I've described before as I wanted to sort of explore the relationship between magic and technology so it's gonna feel maybe slightly more steampunk than a traditional D&D campaign and so I liked the idea of these sort of clockwork bracelets but yeah so those uh those give you uh plus five to sleight of hand checks and uh dexterity checks to pick locks <laughs> cool now do since the calamity have magic items retained their magic or do they typically lose magic too is this unusual or that's an interesting question so i've thought about this and i think some of them did and some of them didn't so some of the stuff you found so far happens to have uh some things maybe their properties changed and some things um maybe stayed the same uh athanasius you rolled really well when you were inspecting these um as you look at them wow they have either been taken care of really 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 well or these are new okay i i definitely convey that to the group yeah, either the person who had these somehow, like, managed not to get, like, hardly a scratch on them, 
or these were probably made recently, as in after the calamity. Which means that most likely the, the person that we're chasing, well, we already know that they're capable of using magic, but... You do. I'm not sure if logic justifies leaping to the conclusion that they made this item, but somebody did. So, uh, who wants to put them on? Are they, like, the magical type that'll fit to any hand, arm, or are yeah. they, like, specifically made for... No, I think these will... I imagine it's got interlocking uh, pieces that go in and out based on how big your arm is. Oh. Because it's got metal gears inside. I don't yeah. want to do that to you guys. Be like, oh, you found this cool magic <laughs> thing, but wah, wah, like, it doesn't Kaden fit you. Caden can't wear it because it's meant for a big person. Right. <laughs> I mean, I sort of did that a little bit with the armband, but I didn't specify you had to wear it in order to use it either. Um, so, like, if Caden had, you know, taken the armband that Athanasius found, um, maybe he could have, you know, worn it some other way than on his arm. That sort of well, thing. Well, we established that it couldn't go on my waist. We, uh, we did establish crown. that it is too small to be used as a belt. <laughs> In which case, it wouldn't actually be a belt. It would be more like a stone hula hoop that you were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like at all times. But no, it's it's too small to, to be, to go on your waist. Okay, yes. If whoever I'm wants to wear I'm thinking to myself these... right now, by the way, that I don't want to be a fantasy racist, but that Caden is the most likely one to get use out of these. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, so what you know is they're going to help you. They're going to help your hands be more dexterous. Whoever wants to wear them can wear them, if anybody. You guys don't have to, you know, necessarily. Well, I'm kind of big and clunky and obvious, and also not a big fan of stealing, so <laughs> not me. I am also quite large. But also a big fan of stealing. <laughs> I am a big fan of stealing, but I am not sneaky. Well, this would make you better at it. Just saying. Nah. Okay. Caden, you want them? Yeah, sure. Okay, I pass them to Caden. And I put them on. Sweet. As soon as you put them on, they lock into place very nicely, and your fingers feel very light and nimble and slightly tingly. I say, whoa, look at this, and I like hold up my hand and like move my fingers weirdly. <laughs> okay, they move faster than they look like they should be able to. Like you could do some really cool like sleight of hand shit. Uh, Athen applause. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> do you, Caden, do you do like a magic <laughs> trick? Like you're just like pulling do like magic trick. little bits of stone like out from behind yes. Athens' ears and everything? That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm doing magic. I'm doing optical illusions with my fingers. Great. You, you're really good at it now. It's really great. He makes like a one of those hand puppets on the shadow of the wall. <laughs> But it's like an entire centipede with all the legs moving. <laughs> they look at the shadow and it's just like an actual play. <laughs> it's really impressive. All right. You guys are in this hallway. Uh, there's not much here. Uh, it turns sharply to the right. What's Virginia's reaction to all of this, Ben? Um, She's kind of interested. She has, you know, drawn what I think is a pretty obvious conclusion that these belonged to the person who was chasing you who stopped to take off their boots as their feet were turning to stone, just like hers did. Um, but then you guys came up on them pretty quickly, and they didn't necessarily have a lot of time, and they ended up running off without them. Shall we continue? Yes. Yeah, let's let's do this. Okay. You continue down the hallway. 
Uh, there, you guys turn around a corner, you pass an opening uh, that's kind of like a pretty sheer drop into uh, another sort of ruined chamber that you know, probably once had stairs, but doesn't anymore. Um, it's got like big gaps in the walls. This one's in really bad shape. Um, so there's like cracks where you can see the outside. Um, and if you keep going, uh, there is uh, another uh, little entrance to another room on the uh, right. And then uh, a big open uh, space at the end of the hallway, which uh, again leads into another a ruined chamber. Let's check out this room on the right. Is it? Is it like a? Is it? I assume it's like a normal sized room. Oh, it's pretty small, actually. It's about the same size as the room you guys stayed in last night. Um, and by that I mean the little, the little room off the bigger one. Right. Uh, why don't you roll me an investigation check? Fourteen. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's not really anything in this room. Um. But. You can maybe look around, uh, you know, there's lots of dirt and dust, you know, on the ground. And I think there's some pretty obvious, um, you know, drag marks and footprints. Uh, the footprints are bare footprints now. Uh, so you can clearly see the dragonborns, um, the shape of her feet and her scaly dragon toes, much like Athanasius's. Hey guys, she was in here. And by drag marks, does it look like she was one of like she was dragging a foot, or was it just <laughs> uh, the boot tail turned I'm to assuming. stone? Yeah, some oh. of them were probably from her tail, but uh, I think yeah, I think as you look at these, it's you know pretty easy to tell that she's having trouble moving around too. All right, does this maybe look like where she stayed the night? Yeah, you might come to that assumption. All right, looks like she wasn't that far away. I'll ask Caden quietly so Virginia doesn't hear me, but I'm like. You still have more of that sal- salve, right, Sav? Why are you whispering? Yeah, I do. Just Virginia really wants to kill this person, and I really don't. I think if we can offer to clear her legs up, then she won't want to fight. Okay. Okay. Let's see what we can do. All right. Thanks. Uh, and at the end of the hallway, um, it ends in another sheer drop into a larger ruined and collapsed chamber, um, which is missing about half its wall. Um, as you look through here, you can, you know, clearly see the the rain beating down and the, you know, the storm swirling. Um, you do actually also uh, see a few of those giant dragonflies you saw earlier. They're not hard to spot because they've got those um, sort of like searchlight eyes that are shooting out beams of light. And they're sort of sheltering against uh, one of the stone walls. Every once in a while, they beat their wings a little bit to get the water off. So it's raining and dark. Yeah, gusting, right. thunder rumbling. Is it difficult for us to see, or are we still okay? Um, I think you can see okay. It is daytime, um, and actually, you can see that where you are is not the worst part of the storm. Um, the clouds look like they get darker in a, um, a, a little ways away from you, as if you're sort of on the outside of the storm. As if the storm is coming towards us or away? You would have to sort of maybe sit there for a few minutes and try to, you know, observe whether you thought it was getting any darker or anything. Hey, hey guys, do you think I pointed at the dark spot of clouds? Do you think, is that coming towards us? You seem to be the weather one. Oh, yeah, that's, don't you, that like, is true. Don't you feel it, like, inside you? Try to feel it. Hmm. 
Caden like closes his eyes. And I don't know if there's a rule I can make. Yeah, absolutely there is. Why don't you roll me that uh, that sense magic check? So roll a d20 and add your proficiency bonus in your spellcasting modifier. That's a natty 20. Oh, are you serious? Ooh. Yeah. This is awesome. Because you're the <laughs> one with storm magic. Oh my god. Yeah, Um, Caden, you don't necessarily expect to be able to do this, but almost... As soon as Flowers say, says that, you feel yourself almost become one with the storm. You can feel every part of it, and you can tell it's not moving at all. In fact, it is sort of an everlasting storm being generated by and swirling around uh, a source of intense energy, uh, more energy than than the lightning that sparks uh, downwards from the clouds. Would that source of energy likely be underneath the darkest spot, the clouds that we can see? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, the storm's not moving. It's uh, generated by some source of probably magic underneath that dark spot. Was there any sort of physical like manifestation of Caden going storm mode? <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Did his hair start flowing, floating or something? Um... No, maybe maybe his cloak gets blown around a little bit. Do his do his eyes go all white like Storm from X Men? No, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal that. That's a it's a pretty sweet uh sweet effect. It is. Gotta love me some Storm. But but Caden's not Storm. Caden's Caden. That's that is very very true. Caden is Caden. So yeah, that's what I said. I said so. Uh, there's probably a big source of something at the under that dark spot of clouds over there. Undoubtedly, the energy core that we're looking for, right? And probably what that dragonborn is going after as well. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's some, uh, maybe some wizard just making a storm because he feels like it. <laughs> He's like Saruman in the Lord of the Rings movies, just like <laughs> sending the blizzard. <laughs> yeah, Ethan 100% face palms when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. If it's at the center, let's go that way. What's the most direct path towards the heart of the storm? Hmm. Good question. Flying. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of floating floating rocks and, you know, little islands and stuff around. In fact, when you look that way, you you can indeed see the storm isn't so thick that you can't see anything at all. You can see the outline of a large a large building there. Um and you can see you know, every once in a while it's illuminated as, you know, uh, lightning arcs down and uh, blue energy arcs up from the uh, from the building as well into the dark clouds. Hey, those look like rideable dragonflies up there. He points. <laughs> hmm. The dragonflies uh, 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 rustle their wings a little nervously. <laughs> <laughs> you, you any good with taming animals? Uh... Let me think. No. <laughs> Athens? Mm, I'm okay. We had a lot of animals in the village where I grew up. and You didn't grow I, up in a village. Well, in the city. Fucking whatever cloud. You literally grew up in the capital city of of your race. <laughs> you didn't grow up in like some pokey peasant village. Hey, okay, in medieval fine. times, Sorry. cities were filled with animals. In the city where I grew up, we had a lot of animals, and I always managed to get along with them pretty well. So, I'd say I'm okay. Hmm. 
I'm good with snakes, but not really anything else. I do have some centipede meat left over if you want to try to tempt them down. Let's do it. It would be up, actually, at this point, since you guys are still uh, on the second oh. floor looking down, and they're on the oh, ground. looking down. Yeah. Yeah, Athens, why don't you uh, call out to them and uh, take some of our centipede meat? I'm going to start... Um, we we ate bugs, or, yeah, in Relish we grew some bugs, so I know what normal centipedes we eat, so I'm going to flavor it with something that I think would tempt a dragonfly. I said centipede, I meant dragonfly. Yeah, for sure. I In a previous episode, I know we had a long discussion about uh, uh, insects in Relish, and in uh, Relishian, Relashian cuisine, serpent folk cuisine. All right, yeah, I hand Athens, like, a big hunk of centipede meat. All right, you are still on the second floor. Yeah. Call them up to us, obviously. (laughs) I mean, would it be easy for me to just, like, tie a rope and make my way down? Yes, it would. So I'm I'm just going to do that. Okay, cool. Um, and then I'm going to very slowly approach the dragonflies with this meat that Flower has given me to try to tempt them. Okay, roll animal handling. With advantage because of my meat help? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that that uh, serpent folk knowledge of bugs. It doesn't matter, motherfuckers, because I rolled a natty 20. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck is even happening in this episode? Our listeners don't believe us anymore. <laughs> I, After your string of ones, Caden, yeah. like, this, you deserve this. I was going to say, actually, I'm pretty sure they will because you rolled, I, I don't even want to go into it. it. It was it was insane. And we kept forgetting to remind you that you have Lucky and you should have re-rolled all of them. We just let it stand. <laughs> okay, Athanasius. Yeah, you extend your hand uh, with, with some of this spell. Spiced meat, which smells really weird to your dragonborn nose, but uh, the dragonflies, uh, they perk right up when they smell that, and uh, a couple of them sort of rustle their wings and they uh, skitter over to you. They move pretty slowly when they're on the ground, Um, uh, but uh, I I think maybe you, you throw it on the ground a little bit before they can eat it out of your hand with their sharp uh, you know, bug mandibles, yeah. uh, but they uh, uh, they uh, gladly seem to uh, gobble it up. And back up above, I've been um, <laughs> tying meat like to the ends of, I guess, torches or some sort of sticks that we have, <laughs> so we can do like the <laughs> the mule, and the donkey and carrot thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, one for you, Caden. One for Virginia. All right. I think she looks at you like I can't believe I'm going to do this. Um, sure, sure. Yep. And yet she's going to do it. And here she yep. goes. Sure thing. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't think you need a dragonfly for each of you unless you really want to go for that. Um, Caden is small. Caden definitely does not want to be on his own dragonfly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He doesn't want to be eaten by a dragonfly. A flower might need one to himself unless he unless he doubles up with Caden and then uh Athen and Virginia can probably each take one and Caden yeah. can be with whoever he wants I've been really cavalier up till this point and then I sort of like look down at the big drop and yeah. I'm like Caden wanna be with me 
<laughs> you know how oh, to yeah, I forgot. slow falling and stuff. Yeah. yeah. When we like first arrived at the ruins, Flower <laughs> discovered that he was afraid of heights, didn't he? Yeah, and I, I don't know how well he's going to grip on, like, um, you know, for the rest of you, I'm kind of envisioning a, you know, I don't know how to train your dragon scenario where you just sort of like put your legs on either side and, you know, hold on for dear life to a dragonfly. Um, I have no idea how Flower is going to do this, so. A torso flattened against the top of it, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. a little behind the wings and then the rest of the body just wrapped around the <laughs> abdomen. <laughs> Okay. Imagine Flower just laying flat on top of the dragonfly's body and then Cajun's on top of Flower. <laughs> yeah. I think I think as I think Flower, as you sort of like wrap yourself around it a little bit, it, it clearly gets a little spooked by that and it, it jumps into the air. <gasps> with a, a great rattling of its wings. Athens? Athens, can you bring it down? Is Caden on it with her or, or him? Uh Sure, yeah, sure thing. You guys can all take off on your dragonflies. You've got meat on sticks, <laughs> apparently. Hell yeah, we do. <laughs> and here I was thinking you would maybe make like, I don't know, reins out of rope or something like that. No, your <laughs> your chosen steering mechanism is meat on a stick. <laughs> this is a very good image in my head. It is. This is fantastic. I imagine Flower is kind of petrified. With the heights, so Caden's the one uh, steering. With yeah, me. I've got all four of my hands wrapped like as tightly as I can without threatening to crush the thing, and I just have my eyes. I close them, and then that's worse. And so I just open them and just stare at you know a fixed point. Yeah, I mean dragonflies. We've all seen dragonflies, like how they move in the air. They sort of move with this swift darting motion, uh, going here and there, and then hovering. Um, yeah, not the, not the greatest for your stomach. So sure enough, uh, off take these three dragonflies. They dart through the air, um, uh, here and there, kind of trying to chase and snap at the meat on your sticks. Uh, why don't you all make me animal handling checks to see how well you can steer these things towards your, wherever you're aiming for. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, That's God. four. Seventeen. Flower that makes perfect sense, so Yeah. Six. Oh no. Perfect. Oh damn, I have to roll for Virginia, don't I? Yes. Cheating DM. I I forgot. I was enjoying this in this image in my head too much. Okay. Oh yeah, she gets a sixteen. Uh so yeah. Uh Virginia and Athanasius don't seem to be having too much <laughs> trouble. But Flower and Caden, you're a dragonfly, just sort of I think maybe it's a little bit spooked by having something sort of wrapped around it, uh, and yeah. it veers off wildly in a completely different direction, uh, spiraling <laughs> through the air. Uh-oh. It, yeah, it kind of uh, takes you um, back uh, like back towards the island you, you just came from. Um, you guys could jump off if you wanted, or you guys can cling on and sort of see where it takes you. Caden's clinging on because he feels like Flower's not going to jump off of anything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Letting go at this point is kind of more terrifying. Okay, and Athanasius, uh, you and Virtinia can can try to help out uh, if you guys want. I think maybe Virtinia sees them in distress and, and tries to maybe steer her dragonfly back towards you guys so she can maybe corral you a little bit. But it's probably not going to work with just her doing it. Right. Yeah, I'm down to help. 
All right. What uh, what what are you trying to do? I think I think maybe she's trying to like get hers on one side, and maybe you can kind of get yours on the other side. And yeah, I think I'll just kind of follow Virtinia's lead. Okay. You guys can maybe start steering this dragonfly in a, you know a bit more productive direction, but these you know these aren't trained mounts, uh, and you guys like don't necessarily have like a bond with them or anything. So I think you're still having a little trouble. Is there anything you guys can do that you guys can think of uh, to to help in this situation? Searing smite. <laughs> Searing smite. Ooh, the poor dragonfly. Uh, I cast command on their dragonfly. Oh, that'd work. Oh. And I think... Do a barrel roll. <laughs> <No>. Barrel roll. <laughs> I think the one word command that I give is calm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to roll for it or anything. I'm assuming that's a save of some sort, but, um, uh, you know, its stats in those areas are not great. Um, so I'm just assuming it fails that one. Yeah, it's a wisdom saving throw, but they also like me a lot, so... Yeah, you got a, you got a really good roll earlier. Yeah, I think their dragonfly, um, uh, stops behaving so erratically, and I, I think that's enough of a push that you guys can, can steer them towards this, this island in the center that you're aiming towards. So as you get closer, you get a much better look at your eventual goal. Uh, dark storm clouds are swirling continuously above what is tr- truly an enormous building of gray stone with smooth windowless walls and a high domed roof. I think so far the biggest structure you guys have seen here was the uh, what I called the fractured tower where you guys fought the giant giant centipede. <laughs> And like that room was, what did we say, like 120 feet across or something like that? This is bigger, like orders of magnitude bigger. This is a truly enormous building. And uh, it's like everything else. Um, it's on kind of like a chunk of earth, like a floating island. Um, and so on the ground, uh, such as it is outside the building, Uh, As you get close, you can start to see these large, dark shapes uh, on the ground. They look almost humanoid, uh, though they're oddly distorted in their proportions. Um, Best thing you can think of is they look kind of like giant statues. They, some of them look like they're partially buried. Some of them uh, look like they're sort of slumped over. These, these are big. These are bigger than the golems you've, you've seen so far. And some of them are, have different shapes, basically, is what's going on here. The whole island this building sits on pulses and flickers with an eerie light. Uh, and sometimes a flash of light uh, shoots out from this island towards a more distant part of the ruins. The closer and closer you get, kind of the more distinctive a look you're getting at some of these stone figures uh, that are sort of scattered around this building. There are the much larger and sort of strangely shaped ones that seem to be partially buried in the ground. And then you can also see scattered around the remains of uh, stone golems on the scale of the ones you've uh, uh, seen so far. You haven't actually fought any of them yet. You only fought the mini ones, uh, but you saw... Um, the dragonborn woman, a uh, fighting one when you first got to the previous island. Some of them are ruined. Some of them are intact. Uh, some of them are laying on the ground. Others are sort of slumped over. None of these uh, seem to have intact energy cores. 
Um, a few of them flicker feebly, uh, fed by the energy of the storm and the island itself, uh, but they don't appear like they have enough juice to actually come all the way to life. Uh, but as you get closer, you see uh, that there are three intact golems with brightly glowing cores standing silently in front of an enormous door of silver, uh, which is untarnished despite its immense age uh, and covered in channels radiating out from a central depression. Can we fly to the top of the building? You could. Might have to dodge some lightning to get there. That's fine. Yeah, so where where on this island, you guys can land anywhere on this island. Where would you like to land? Hey, uh, hey, guys, what do you think about going to the top? It's probably the quickest way to the power source, I would think. Just get us on the land. Athen uh, laughs heartily at Flower <laughs> and, her, and uh, his panic. Okay, I will say one thing before you guys land on the roof. Um, as you sort of fly over it, you don't see any cracks in it or any holes. Wait, then where's the lightning coming out of? Uh, it seems to just be emanating from the structure itself. Oh. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Did I not describe that very well? It's not lightning no, shooting it, out of holes. Yeah, no, I was I was hoping there was like a little hole in there. Yeah, no. As you're flying over it with the dragonflies, you can see that this this building is remarkably well preserved. Um, there aren't any uh, cracks, as far as you can see, in the roof or in the walls. Okay. What about windows on the side? When the walls are windowless. Oh my god. Yeah. You thought of everything, DM. Yeah, I did. Um, also, this building, what it was used for, uh, windows would not have made sense. So it, it, there's a reason there are no windows. You'll understand once you get inside. How close are the golems to the door? They're standing in front of it. They're, they're standing guard over it. It's their job. All right. Well, there's no way in through the roof, it doesn't look like. I guess we'll land. Uh, a little bit far away from the golem so they don't attack us on sight. Yeah, okay. I was. Uh, I turned to Virginia. I'm like, you ready for a fight? She nods. She's she's ready. She was born ready. Okay. And then I turn to Caden Flower and I say, we're probably gonna have to beat the shit out of those. So, you know, maybe we could just ready. talk to them. Feel free to try. Caden <laughs> gives a thumbs up. I'm guessing that I'm kind of leading the herd at this point, since I'm the one that got the good animal handling check, and yeah, I'm leading the calm dragonfly. So I kind mm-hmm. of direct the herd to land, yeah, a, a little ways off from the golems, I think. Okay, yeah, now that you guys are on the ground, you can see... So Kevin and I have been playing Breath of the Wild a little bit lately, and I sort of loved the image of these um, larger, uh, like true, truly large, like building-sized sort of sentinels um, that are sort of buried, uh, like half buried in the ground, uh, facing outwards. Um, oh God, are these things going to shoot lasers at us? Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about um, having some piano music queued up and then there would just be like <laughs> little lasers that appear on your body. <laughs> You'd have to run. No, these these guys definitely look like once upon a time they they would have been defenders of some sort but um they they don't look active at this point you know what an active golem looks like it's got a glowing energy core it's got you know that blue light spilling out into the channels all over its body these just look ominous and impressive 
sort of giving you a sense of the scale and majesty of this civilization. All right. I'm trying not to be over dramatic, but while everyone is looking those over, I quietly kiss the ground. <laughs> Good to be back. I love this. I love that I I love that I threw a sky dungeon at you guys uh, when Caden. Uh, uh, is good with air magic and flower discovers he doesn't like heights <laughs> that's great it worked out perfectly all right so we land we prepare ourselves all right guys you ready to go uh see what these golems yeah there's like want? a there's like a safe point next to you exactly <laughs> i'll uh, buy more ammo yeah there's there's like a little there's like a uh, like a shriveled old man uh in like shopkeeper's <laughs> robes who's got like healing potions and, and shit Wait, can I buy healing? <laughs> Let's spend the next half hour haggling over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the golems are just waiting over there, just like tapping their toes. Uh huh. The ominous music is still playing. It's still playing. Time. Oh yeah, of course. And you said there's three of them, right? There are three. Uh, two of them look just slightly smaller uh, than the other. Uh, the one in the center looks particularly large and ornate. Um, I think it's got like a collar of silver around its, for lack of a better term, head. It doesn't really have like a, a fully sculpted like human face or anything like that. Um, it looks a little bit more like a simplified sort of, you know, robot almost. As part of Caden's preparation, he converts his sorcery points into a spell slot. Excellent. All right, Virtinion sheaths her sword. Are you ready? Um, hold on. Roll get for initiative! Up, get up! <laughs> get up, Kaden, get up! Caden's like, wait, hold on! And then the rest of you charge into battle. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Shields up. Ten. Seven. Uh, dirty twenty. All right. You charge into battle, and the, uh, the golems turn to meet you as you approach. Athanasius, you are fastest off the bat. What do you do? Okay, I cast Bliss. Oh, nice. Describe it. And everybody else still. I mean, I think it looks just about like it did before. I hate to be boring. No, it's fine. I just think it's a really cool part of your character. That he draws like his power from these ancient artifacts? For, well, from one in particular, from the armband you found. I think yeah. we established last time, yeah. I think I kind of lay my hand on the armband, armband, and the runes uh, light up, and I kind of pull this energy out of the armband, and uh, it kind of goes from me and rests on Caden, Flower, and Virginia. Next up, uh, these golems are not particularly speedy, but uh, the one in the center uh, that seems a little bit larger and more ornate than the others uh, is particularly fast for a golem uh it seems this time and he turns and out of his chest you've actually seen this happen before um uh when you witnessed them fighting uh the dragonborn uh he shoots a beam of blue energy straight from the energy core in his chest i i i'm just going to be generous here and assume that you guys were spread out so this beam uh it would only uh hit one person it goes for flower, so uh, flower, make me a dexterity saving throw. Um, eighteen. Okay, yeah, you nimbly dodge out of the way uh, of this energy beam. Uh, you still take half damage though, unfortunately. Okay, so you take uh, two force damage. Ouch! But it's not that much. It's it sizzles yeah. you just a teeny little bit as you you nimbly wriggle your long body out of the way. 
Okay, uh, next up is Captain Virtinia. She, uh, she is going to go up to one of the smaller golems, uh, on the side, and she's gonna hack at it, uh, twice with her longsword. Oh, damn. Virtinia, girl, what are you doing this morning? <gasps> That's a swing and a miss on both, uh, unfortunately. Rip. Yeah, rip. Um. Did she add her bless? Would that have done anything? No, unfortunately not, still not quite. But thank you for reminding me. Uh, next up is Flower. I'm going for this big guy. Okay. This big guy wants to step to me. I'll step right back. Okay. I'll swing it in with my machete. All right. For a meaty 11 to hit. <laughs> that would be a swing and a miss. Or or we could we can say it this way. You hit him, it just doesn't do any damage. These things have a pretty high armor class, but it's not because they're dodging out of the way. It's because they're made of rock. Uh, Caden. Woot. All right. Um, I want to say, uh, focus on the small ones first. And then I want to use my static arc. Are the two small ones within five feet? Or is the a small one and a big one within five feet? Yeah. Um, they started out standing in a line next to each other. So yes, you can hit two of them. It would be one of the small ones and the big one in the center. All right. I want to hit the small one that Virginia is currently attacking. Okay. And the big one. Okay. And they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that's not going to go well. Okay, so the first one fails, and the se- the second one... I I don't even know how this is possible, like, with physics. Um, <laughs> but it's saved. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, but, uh, but you hit the first one, the smaller one, uh, but the big guy saves. All right, you take six... Uh, the one that failed takes six lightning damage. I want to be 15 feet away from the golems with the uh, with flowers and Virginia between me and them. Okay, yeah, you can you can do that easily. Also, um, you cast a spell. I've been forgetting to do this. Roll me that d20. Oh man, here we go. It's it's the thing where it doesn't matter unless you roll a one, and then weird yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, that's how it happened twice. Yeah, well, you know what? That's because <laughs> you're cursed dice. Only roll ones. Okay, so first column goes first. He is going to ah, take a swing at Virtinia. And he misses. Uh, he just brings his big stone fist up in the air and tries to slam it down on her, but she uh, she does a quick somersault out of the way. Uh, second golem uh, is going to go for Flower, because he's the other person who's right up there. That hits. Uh, that is four bludgeoning damage. Uh, and why don't you make me a strength saving throw? Natural 20. Oh, nice. Uh, these This thing wallops you with a big stone fist, and you don't move a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> you just eat up I'm that damage. Rooted to the earth. Yum. Yummy. Yep, you are not knocked prone. Not even close. All right, back to the top. Athanasius. Okay. Let's start doing so, some damage to these things. Yeah. Have they been focusing on one more than the others? Well, I, f- I was trying to focus on the one Virginia, the small one Virginia was attacking. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a look at it, and I'm going to mark its life force for termination. Damn! All right. Which I think since its life force is kind of like the orb, right, that's powering 100%. it? 100%. So I think kind of like this red mark appears over the orb. 
Okay, next up, it's the big dude. Big dude uh, is going to... Um, he goes for Virginia. Let's see if he hits. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, no, her AC is pretty high. Nope, okay. Uh, he makes another swing and a miss with his big stony fist. And uh, Virginia, uh, seeing that you guys are concentrating on the uh, smaller dude on the left... She's going to try again. She's she's like, I, I, I didn't have any coffee this morning. That's the problem. Gotta have that coffee, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, she didn't even need the bless that time. See, that's that's what that's what I'm talking about. And she's back. Virtinia protect. Virtinia attack. But most importantly, Virtinia be back. <laughs> that's amazing. And I love it. Oh, nice. Almost max on that one. All right, she just dealt that thing a uh, uh, beefy, beefy 26 damage total. That was with, that was the doubled? Oh my god, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's weak. Oh, okay, so so uh, do both her attacks get doubled? Because she has multi-attack. Or only the first one. I think it's just the first... The next time you or an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack, the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage, and then the curse ends. Okay, so he's going to take 24 just from that first hit, and then uh, he's going to take... Oh, wait, I did that wrong the first time anyway. Okay, so 24 from the first hit, and then uh, 4, only 4 from the second hit. But still, that's that's 28 damage. How does Virginia respond to that? That was, like, much bigger of a hit than she expected, I'm sure. Yeah, I think her blade actually kind of, like, sinks into the stone uh, and kind of, like, you know, parts it a little bit, almost as if it were flesh instead of stone, which is shocking. Um, and there's definitely, in the, like, wound she creates, definitely uh, some blue energy crackles. Uh, jeez. Um, where is the big guy shooting these energy bolts from like from the from the energy core in the center of his chest all right well i definitely want to keep it focused on me so i'm gonna try to hit it that's 15 to hit Mm -hmm. yep yeah i think since i'm confident back on the ground again i'm gonna loose a divine smite at him as well Woo! uh is this i'm sorry are were you attacking the the big guy or the one that we've been uh targeting for termination um i was talking the big guy okay that's uh, 19 damage there. Nice. I think Virginia gives you a look that's like, respect. Woo! Okay, Caden. All right, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I want to ask Flower to give me a boost and then jump off her back. Would she be able to do that with like a reaction? I'm going to say since a round is six seconds, you would maybe have to sort of set this up with Flower. Uh, so you'd be like, hey, Flower, Flower would be like hacking at the golems and you'd he'd be like, what? And you'd be like, I want to jump off your back. And he'd be like, okay. Uh, and then you'd like count to three and, and, and do it. But 100% fine. So I want to shout, Flower, give me a boost. And I want to start like, I want to move up, you know, move up so that, you know, I'm behind Flower. So next turn, I just jump off. Okay. You can do more than just that if you want. Right. Okay. And I want to use my static bolt. Okay, cool. But I want to say, I hope you let me do this. Instead of like the lightning coming from my fingertips, I like call it down from the sky. Absolutely, especially yeah. with especially with what happened earlier. All the lightning raging. Mm-hmm. I just used the lightning up there to hit the uh, little dude with my stack. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be a nineteen. Yeah. Six. Okay. 
And I'm getting ready to jump off flowers back. My two little arms, like, come out behind me to sort of give you a boost if need be. Okay, as you hit that golem with the uh, that lightning bolt that arcs down in the sky, it, it, it gives off a powerful sizzle. And you can see the it, it sort of, like, uh, jerk a little bit and uh, almost stumble and fall. Uh, it's not looking too good. All right, it's going to go. It's going to... It's going to make a swipe at Virtinia, uh, but it misses. And then the second small one uh, is going to go for Flower, just because. Oh, no. Crit? Yeah, I'm so sorry. You know what? I'm not. You know what? No, I'm the I'm the dungeon master. I've been told by listeners that I need to have more uh, to grow a spine. It reaches out and it punches you really hard, like right in the face. <laughs> I'm like t- glancing behind it, like I'm like Kate, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And as I turn my Sucker head around, punch. just boom! <laughs> oh damn! Okay, it it punches you, and you take twenty three damage. Oh my god! Jeez, yeah. All right, I'm unconscious. Yep, it, it reaches out and it punches you straight in the Mark, face. Give me a boost. Huh? <laughs> Whack! <laughs> Did not want that boost to happen. Oh no. Okay, um... Tatum is definitely going to feel guilty for that. Yeah, uh, Oops. Okay, well, I don't even have to make you make a strength saving throw. You're definitely knocked prone. Okay, back to the top of the order, Athanasius. Alright. Last spell slot. Here we go. I cast Cure Wounds. Uh, since Flower is unconscious, it's automatically max, which mm-hmm. is 11 HP. I don't think I even have time to hit the ground before I'm like back up and just like ah. <laughs> your your jaw is probably like still like a little bit broken. Yeah. And with that, uh, the uh, the light on the runes on the armband kind of go out. I'm like, I'm out of juice, guys. Oh, also, all y'all who've been casting spells, roll your d20s. Oh fuck. Yeah. Did anybody roll a one? No ones. Mm-mm. Okay. Athanasius used his thing. Uh, the big golem in the middle goes next. He is not going to swipe at Flower, obviously, because Flower was downed momentarily, so he's going to go for Virtinia. He misses. Virtinia, uh, seeing Flower go down, is going to uh, slash at the first golem and make a... Which was actually not the one that punched him, but... Uh, She's going to try to... She's a smart strategist. She sees that golem number one is close to breaking. All right, she hits. Okay, and she does six damage, which is enough. Okay, uh, Virtinia uh, brings her longsword down uh, on the uh, golem that's taken the most damage so far. And she deals it a, a blow to the side of its neck um, and kind of severs its head partially. Um, like just makes a big crack appear there, and I think that crack interrupts one of the um channels that's carved uh in the golem, and so um the magical energy is no longer able to flow through the whole thing, and it uh it it falls uh to the ground and is no longer moving. All right, flower, you are conscious again. It is your turn. Oh dang! You know what? I'm really sorry. Virtinia's got multi attack. She's gonna swing at the at the big guy too. Um, I don't want to disadvantage you guys by not having her... Oh, but, eh. Wah, wah. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, she's blessed. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Athen coming in clutch with that bless. Yeah. All right. Woo. Ooh, and that guy, she does a meaty 10 damage to. 
All right. I'm sorry, Flower. Now it's your turn. Okay. Well, I've been smacked around. I need to stay still for Caden. I You're definitely missing a few teeth. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, I'm going to hit the little guy on the other side and try to, like, knock him back, you know. Can't let him get too confident. It's like he punched you and you're like one of those punching things that then comes back and punches even harder. <laughs> yes! That's the plan. Only I didn't roll a 20, uh, but it's a 17. That, that's, that's still really good. Okay, and it'll take eight damage. All right. All right, Caden, what are you going to do? And so uh, Flower's ready for me to boost. I'm ready. <laughs> Keen's going to uh, boost off a of flower and use his cool wind thing for jumping. And so he jumps high in the air, and I want to jump over uh, jump over the small golem. Okay. I want to try and get so that the... Uh, so, my, so I want to use Thunder Wave. Mm-hmm. So it's 15 feet. I'm saying I want to, I want to not hit Flower and Virginia is my goal, but hit the golems. Yeah. Could I make an athletics check to see if my boost... So, let let me clarify what you're trying to do. You're trying to jump over and behind them so you can hit them from behind with the Thunder Wave without hitting Flower and Virginia. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be, uh... That's gonna be hard. But Flower's assisting you. So, yeah, roll me... Roll me athletics. And how far can your winds... Your magic winds carry you? Ten feet. You said roll with advantage? Yeah, because Flower's, Flower's helping you. Seven. Oh, no. So you can still cast this spell, but you will hit Flower and Virtinia as well. Um, I'm going to say, since you are casting this from behind the stone golems, you can get behind them. Um, yeah, I'm still going to do that. Right. They'll take half damage because most of the blow is going to be absorbed by these big stone objects that's between your spell and them oh okay well that's fine that seems logical doesn't it it does seem logical so yeah i jump to the other side and when i land i strike the ground and use thunder wave awesome and did like a i did like a backflip over them too oh yeah and i think like energy from the storm and and the wind and the rain are swirling around you and you're sort of crackling with energy and as you hit the ground, a huge shockwave of force blasts out from your point of impact. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited and produced by me, Cloud. Our theme music is by Adhesive Wombat. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for all his help and advice. I literally couldn't have done this without you. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table. Uh, you can write down uh, like 
brass cuffs, gloves of thievery, whatever you want. And then you can just write plus five. Well, that would go in my inventory, right? Yes, I will add it to your inventory. Jeez, you guys. Oh, my God. I make an inventory document. And and pocket sudden, watches. Don't forget the pocket watches. I, I pick up some rubble. Please add that to my inventory. 